We are about halfway through the coaching carousel. Four teams have hired their coaches. We have five openings left, so we are going to go play a little locket or mock it. And we're going to talk about the Senior Bowl with somebody who is there with David Harrison here on the Locked On NFL podcast. You are Locked On NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, 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 everybody, to the Locked On NFL podcast. Thank you so much for making Locked On NFL your first listen of the day, free and available on all platforms. It's Tuesday, so that means you get me, Luke Braun, at Luke Braun NFL. And today, we got David Harrison at DHarrison82. He does Locked On Washington football team, Locked On Bucks, and he is in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But first, I mean, we got to talk about the head coaches, right? We have four uh, four head coaches that have been hired, Matt Eberflus to the Bears, uh, Josh McDaniel, McDaniels to the Raiders, uh, Brian Dable to the Giants, and Nathaniel Hackett to the Broncos. So we're going to play a little Locket or Mocket, the game we play here on Tuesdays on the Locked On NFL podcast, where we do we lock it up? Is it a good idea or are we mocking them for this terrible choice? So I'm going to toss it to you. Let's do the one that happened just on Monday, or it was made official on Monday, Josh McDaniels to the Las Vegas Raiders. David, lock it or mock it. I got to mock that one, Luke, you know, and, and yeah. it's, it's, it's a little bit hard. So, I mean, you have, you have, you know, kind of a marriage, at least you expect a marriage of GM and head coach there, which is obviously a smart thing to do. And I think you have uh, the nucleus to be what could be a very good team, obviously a team coming off of a playoff run with the Las Vegas Raiders, but I just can't, and and this is maybe a little bit unfair in some people's minds. I can't get over what happened with Indianapolis, and I and I just, uh, and then you go back to his time even with Denver a little bit. Um, you know, I'm, I'm from Colorado. I wasn't in Colorado in state at the time, but there's just there's there's. I'm going to put it this way, and this is expert analysis, right? There's something off about Josh McDaniels, and sure. and, and I don't know exactly where to put my finger on it, but uh, but it just. I'm always gonna, I was always going to be skeptical. I always knew he was going to get another head coaching opportunity somewhere someday, you know, down the line. But I was always going to be skeptical of how well it's going to work. And just with that Raiders organization and the history with Derek Carr, now all the questions are going to be is, now does Josh McDaniels want Derek Carr? Does he want to bring in Jimmy Garoppolo? Or does he want to bring in somebody else? I just, I, I feel like this is basically another move that's going to basically keep the Raiders kind of in this purgatory of you could be really good, but you never quite meet your potential. Yeah, I'm actually going to go the other way. I'm going to go with the locket because I think, I mean, it's been a long time since the Denver debacle. I think the, the, cir- the circumstances with the, with the Colts thing, I, I think were unique. And also we got past that point. He took the deal. He's, you know, now he can't back out. Um, but I, I do share that concern with you about like Jimmy Garoppolo or does, is he going to go, you know, get like somebody who can really, um, take that that offense to the next level, or is it going to be somebody in the sort of fifteenth to eighth range? You know, depending on what you think of Ryan Tannehill or Kirk Cousins or whatever. Um, so I do share that concern. The Patriot Way thing is always really weird. Can these Bill Belichick assistants learn the right lesson from being in the Patriots, or will he just be like a big like dictator again? Yeah. Um, but let's move on to Chicago. Uh, Matt Eberflus, he's been in the head coaching cycle for a couple of years now, finally took a job with, with the Chicago Bears. What do you think? Lock it or muck it? I like it. I'm, I'm going to lock that one in. And, and you know, uh, coming into that conversation, you know, on the Lockdown Bucks podcast, James and I talked about potential futures for Todd Bowles. Their defense coordinator in the Chicago Bears uh, was a job that I had identified as one that I think would be a good fit 
for Todd Bowles. I think this is a good fit for a lot of the similar type of reasons. The Chicago Bears need to be a defensive-minded team, and I think even with the quarterback and Justin Fields, he's young. You need to you need to get him kind of you know up to speed with the NFL game, really get him ingrained in everything that his weapons allow him uh, to be able to do. But in the meantime, lean on that defense, and hopefully that's what exactly what's about to happen is we're about to see the return of the Chicago Bears as one of the better defensive teams in the NFL. Yeah, I, again, I'm going to go the other way. I love this. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with a mock it here because, and I've been talking to Lauren Cox at, at Locked on Bears on this a ton. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm worried about Justin Fields' development. And I yeah. think what's right for the Bears right now would have been like a QB guru extraordinaire, somebody like Kevin O'Connell, who's like known as this guy who can work really well with the quarterback and scheme up stuff and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on the staff, of course, that right. comes in. And if those guys work out, but I'm a little bit worried about having a, a defensive coach and then either an offensive coordinator that stinks and then he gets fired or he's good and then he gets hired away. And then Justin yeah. Fields is just going to be learning a new scheme every year when he has so much more development to do and more stuff to get used to. I'm really worried about that, like about like hiring a defensive guy for that. But I will I, I think I agree with you, though. Like, I get it. Chicago kind of has to be a defensive team. It's Chicago. It's the monsters yeah. of the midway. It's like who they are. So yeah. I don't know if there it was ever going to be in the cards to go against that, though. I think that probably would have been the right move for them. So but, I, I'm not as big a fan. Yeah, but I think those are real concerns. You know what I mean? And then, you like you mentioned, if, if it goes south, then Justin Fields' development kind of, you know, uh, is delayed or just never even happens in the first place. And if it goes really well, well, then how long is that offense coordinator going to be on staff? I think that's where – as long as they they bring in the right mind who's willing as an offense coordinator to develop what's necessary around Justin Fields, hopefully, mm-hmm. and again, these are all things that are you know down the line and, and we'll have to see how they turn out. But if that offense coordinator goes well, say he gets you know hired away, you bring in a guy that's say, that that understands kind of the dynamics of what made them successful. And essentially kind of the opposite of what Alex Smith went through is make sure you bring in a guy who understands what made it work in the first place and continue that trend. Yeah, and I just I don't know enough about Luke Getze to know if he is that guy. Um, but I guess, as with all things, time will tell. We got two more. Let's go to the Broncos. Nathaniel Hackett, speaking of former Packers assistants, Nathaniel Hackett joins the Broncos locker room market. Yeah, that that's it's going to depend on Aaron Rodgers. I, I like yeah, you know that move is is tied so much to Aaron Rodgers. Whether that's reality based or it's not reality based, you know sometimes it's all speculation, and that's some of the fun of this time of the year in the in the National Football League. If Aaron Rodgers comes with him, then I think you lock it. If he doesn't come with him, then I I I, I kind of want to reserve judgment a little bit, but I almost look at it similarly uh, to like the Chicago Bears. I think the Denver Broncos are a team that have more strengths on defense that you can build around while they have some maybe top play. Uh, it, the, like the talent level on the offense in certain aspects is better in certain areas, but I think the talent around the defense is more spread out and more evenly based and has more of a platform to rise off of, if that makes sense. So that's yeah, kind of it's a where foundation. I Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'm going to be, I'm, I'm about in lockstep with you, but I'm going to be bolder about it. And I'm going to say lock it because I like the swing for Aaron Rodgers. I think yeah. that's a wise move. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But right. I support the gamble, I guess. Um, and just trying to go for that. And yeah. And if it doesn't work out and maybe he has to go get somebody else to be his quarterback and, you know, he ends up with say Kirk cousins, I don't know, somebody else, Jimmy Garoppolo, whatever. And they, and you have to limp through that way, then so yeah. be it. Um, but also he's supposed to be this like 
godly culture builder, and he's got a pretty good chance, I think, of bringing Aaron Rodgers in. Right. Um, and that connection, you know, that that avenue was open last offseason. So I like the odds and I like the gamble. Um, but I could see it like not working out considering mm-hmm. the personnel they do have on there. They've got some receivers, they've got, you know, Garrett Bowles, but they do have some issues on offensive line. And then you don't know what's going to happen at quarterback. Let's move on to the last one. Brian Dable to the Giants. What do you think? Uh, so I don't want to lock or mock Brian Dable as a higher than the New York Giants. I'm, I'm going to mock Daniel Jones being on that roster. And, and if Daniel Jones <laughs> is the quarterback that he has to work, Daniel Fair Jones enough. is a coach killer as far as I'm concerned. So it doesn't matter what coach you hire into that position. If Daniel Jones is the quarterback, which uh, talking, you know, again, the locked on Giants host Patricia Traina, it seems like the Giants are actually considering or want to give Daniel Jones another year to, to prove that he could be the guy. And if that's the case, then it doesn't matter who the hire is. It's going to be a train wreck. Yeah, I think I'm with you there. And I would call it a mock it because Brian Dable probably got hired because he liked Daniel Jones. They probably made that like a criteria of their head coach searches, at least like how that looks from the outside. I will say I loved Brian Dable. He was one of my number one head coaching candidates for my Vikings. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I love him as a candidate because he built an offense around Josh Allen, who had a unique skill set. I think Daniel Jones has a unique skill set, not nearly as robust of one as Josh Allen, but there is a a scheme that works for for Daniel Jones. And I think Brian Dable can find it. And it's just a matter of how good is that actually. Um, So I I think that works for them if and, and it especially works for them if they can find a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. And if they don't just limp through with the guy that hasn't won six games yet, Um, it's it's a rough place in in New York. Um, but Hey, we have five other openings to talk about. And I want to talk to you a little bit about senior bowl stuff. So we're going to get into that very soon. Absolutely. And Luke, I mean, it's speculation seasons. We've been talking about, there might be less football being played, but at on at betonline.net, there are way more odds and info for the playoff season from scores, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land. Bet online is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022 but it's not just football. BetOnline.net's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, BetOnline is your number one online wagering destination. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. BetOnline, where the game starts. Thank y'all so much once again for making Locked On NFL your first listen every single day free on all platforms. Let's talk a little bit about these other head coach openings and just do a little rumor roundup, I guess. So I have at least what has been rumored for uh, interviews and stuff for all of these. And David, I just want you to tell me who you like. And I'm going to be selfish and start with my uh, beloved, stupid Minnesota Vikings (laughs) Um, right now. Leader in the clubhouse, I would call, is Kevin O'Connell, but they also have second interviews with D'Amico Ryans, Raheem Morris, and then there's a weird Jim Harbaugh thing going on that seems a little (laughs) bit like more of a long shot, but certainly it's not 0%. Um, What do you think of those names? Who who would you think makes for the best Vikings head coach? Uh, I mean, out of those options, you know, I I love Raheem Morris. I think that he's he's a good young leader and, and he's got experience on both sides of the ball, which I think is extremely valuable. But I think that if I were the Minnesota Vikings, I'm probably leaning more towards Kevin O'Connell type and really kind of try to pick his brain on what it is the Rams do offensively. Obviously, they've had some successes with uh, Matthew Stafford at quarterback, but also look at some of the things they were able to do with Jared Goff. I think the Rams were able to coach and scheme 
more success out of Jared Goff than many many staffs around the NFL would have been able to. So for me, I kind Penny, of give, honestly. Uh, yeah, I kind of give Kevin O'Connell a little bit of of, of a bump, I guess, in, in esteem and in prestige as a candidate because of that. And uh, again, you know, behind the curtains, you got to talk about that conversation and, and ask him kind of how they approach that whole situation. And that really is the vibe that I get is that this coach was able to draw more talent out of this player than maybe what should have been there uh, to begin with. That speaks pretty boldly to, I think, what kind of staff they could develop and the talent they could draw from the rest of our roster and, you know, moving forward as we build. Yeah, it would be like a scheme focused move and it would be about like, let's take this offensive personnel, Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, and let's see if we can't make it sing and be the kind of team that scores 40 a game. I personally am partial to Raheem Morris. You can listen to Lockdown Vikings for more on why, but it's a lot about like leadership traits more than it is about like tactics. Um, But let's move to other teams because we got five of them to talk about. Let's talk about Miami now. Sounds Mm. like they are uh, getting into bed with Mike McDaniel of the 49ers. There's also a little bit of whisper about them getting involved with uh, Jim Harbaugh, perhaps. And they've also interviewed Leslie Frazier, Kellen Moore, um, and some people who are off the market now. So I guess of those names that I, I just threw out, who do you think would be the best fit for Miami? I like Mike McDaniel. I mean, Miami is a little bit, I mean, I don't know if it's a party town. I've never actually been to Miami, but like when I think of <laughs> it's Miami, a party I kind town. of, yeah, oh, I got to yeah. go back to like the Will Smith, you know, music video for his, for his song and like, and just, just the environment down there. And, and I mean, Mike McDaniel, you know, for a, a, a fairly short period of time, actually started becoming a social media darling, just people uh, mm-hmm. absolutely loving the things that he does. And I think that's exactly what would happen if he ends up in Miami. So it's not going to be so much like a scheme type of thing or anything like that, but it just, I like the personality that he brings. And then when you look at what he's done uh, with Jimmy Garoppolo and that offense, and even when Jimmy Garoppolo was injured and what he had to work with um, and all those things, I think when you have a quarterback with, with Tua, who I think has some talent, but he's also has some very real limitations. You need a coach that is not only willing to scheme around what the quarterback is capable of doing, but also capable of doing it. I think Mike McDaniel has shown that he can do both. I 100% lockstep. I think that would be a home run for them. Um, Let's move to Houston Texans, who have had a lot of talk with Brian Flores. Their process has been weirdly, it seems like you need to do a little more cloak and dagger to get info out of them. But they did announce all these interviews. So they have Brian Flores, uh, Josh McCown, and Jonathan Gannon seem to be the most, the the candidates being taken most seriously there. Mm -hmm. Also, Joe Lombardi and Heinz Ward uh, got interviewed over there. But who do you think would make the best fit to to clean up the mess over in Houston? I would go Brian Flores. I mean, that that's my favorite candidate. I, I was I was surprised as a lot of people were when Miami let him go. Um, and when you look at what Houston has has been dealing with and kind of the the unsteady nature of their franchise and their organization, I think you need a strong personality and someone who's going to come out there and they're going to be the coach that they are. They're not going to come out there and, and try to necessarily cater their at their their attitude or their approach. To everybody, which I know in, in some lights kind of sounds almost negative. But I think when you have so much disarray around an organization, you need that stabling factor. And I, and I look at the Washington football team bringing in Ron Rivera. You know, mm-hmm. when you look beyond the X's and O's and the schemes and everything, Ron Rivera is a stabling presence for a franchise that did not have uh, really any of that when he when he got the job. So I think Brian Flores does the same for Houston. Yeah, and maybe he keeps Deshaun Watson in Houston, maybe. which yeah. which might be a big part of it too. If that can be, if that can be, but I, got, I have a similar example with the Vikings back in two thousand five after they did the Love Boat thing and they had a bunch of arrests and they were like a total. Uh, it was a circus, 
And they brought in an authoritarian in Brad Childress, who everybody hates now, and he didn't really work out. He had the one year with Favre. Um, but he at least got the culture straight. And then the next guy could kind of take over and try to build off of that. And that right. might be the kind of hire that you're looking at there. Although some of the reports coming out of Miami are a little concerning, so I'd want to look into that. Yeah. Um, but let's let's talk about Jacksonville. So mm. they s- want to hire Kevin O'Connell, but they can't yeah. because he's in the Super Bowl. Um, They also have have talked to Byron Leftwich, Todd Bowles, a whole bunch of other candidates. Jim Caldwell might be in there. Um, Bill O'Brien, maybe even. Who do you think should be the guy in Jacksonville? I think it's I think we all are going to have the same answer. (laughs) I mean, can they hire a new owner? Like, is that that an option (laughs) to hire a new owner? Um, (laughs) It's not fair to put it necessarily all on the owner, but I mean, he's very involved in a lot of things that are going on in Jacksonville. And I just I don't I don't think maybe he's as smart about football operations as he thinks he is. Mm Uh, Jacksonville is such such a mess of a situation. I you know I I like matching young quarterbacks with experienced coaches, but at the same time, this team like this franchise is so disconnected from its players. I think in, in a lot of ways, and that they need to to reconnect that. So Byron Left, which makes a lot of sense, one for the fan base, but two also to get that player connection back. But then kind of. I don't know. I don't know how has like the whole situation with, you know, first it's they're they're shortchanging where they're trying to lowball him. And then it's well, he wants, you know, he wants Adrian Wilson as the GM and they don't they're kind of balking at that. Like if if honestly in this situation, if I'm Byron Leftwich at this point, I'm walking away from Jacksonville because it, it, it already isn't starting off on a, on a symbiotic level where we're kind of in lockstep together. And that is that bodes very poorly for the future. Yeah, I think you nailed it. I mean. It has to be Byron Leftwich. The The franchise is in so much. It's floating and like listlessly through space. You need a grounding force. And Byron Leftwich not only is that, but he is that particularly for Jacksonville because of the history yeah. he has there. Um, but I would are, yeah. <laughs> I would hate that job for him, man. I really would. Like, uh, yeah, I would it wish wouldn't him be good for him. It would be good world, for the Jags. But, oh, my goodness. I, I just I, I'm terrified for him if he takes yeah. that job. Well, let's look at a job that might be a little better that also interviewed with uh, Byron Leftwich, New Orleans Saints. They also have interviewed Brian Flores, Doug Peterson, Aaron Glenn from Detroit, and an internal hire in Dennis Allen, um, and Darren Rizzi also, a couple of internal guys. What do you think for the Saints? Uh, Darren Rizzi, and and I'll tell you right now a little bit behind the scenes, I was with Ross Jackson when he found out that they were interviewing him, and he got extremely excited, and and I like it. Um, I'll kind of paraphrase Ben Kotwiko, former special teams coordinator for the Atlanta Falcons. Now he's a coach on the Army uh, coaching staff there for for uh, at West Point. Um, he, he, you know, Ben Kotwiko's got experience with offensive players, defense players. And he basically told us you've never coached football until you've coached special teams. And, uh, you know, that's that's you know not necessarily the same for everybody. And then I'll also paraphrase locked on 49ers, locked on NFL draft host Eric Crocker, who said that uh, special teams coaches are a unique breed of people. And I think that the New Orleans Saints have been working with a unique breed of person in Sean Payton, and mm-hmm. they can find another uh, stretch of success. I think there's going to be some rebuilding involved. Obviously, they need to be patient with whoever the hiring is, but I, I like that option. Wow. I was going to say Dennis Allen because I'm just a big yeah. fan of Dennis Allen, but I think you just talked me into that. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, so I, I want to talk to you a little bit more about Senior Bowl stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, let's talk a little bit about your car. Uh, it's important to take care of your car, especially 
as uh, the the snows are are falling up in the northern parts of the world and the rains are falling in the southern parts of the world, you got to make sure your windshield is taken care of. And you can get windshield wiper blades, just the plastic part, if you got streaks on your windshield or something, for like less than four bucks on rockauto.com. And you just slip it on and off. It's really easy. If you take that into a mechanic, they're going to upcharge you. They're going to charge you a whole bunch for the service. They're going to totally don't do any of that. Just get the parts ordered directly to your door with Rock Auto, their family company. They're, they're looking out for you and you can get your car taken care of everything from oil to if you're really a do-it-yourself or a gearhead, you can get like gaskets and all sorts like any part under the sun just into your make your year and your model on their highly intuitive website and you can uh, get yourself set up at rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need all right, David, I'm so glad that you are here with me on this Tuesday because you're in Mobile, Alabama, ready to get uh, going for the Senior Bowl a little bit. I am woefully underprepared for this draft season. I barely know the quarterback names, so I'm yeah. going to need your help. Who, what name should I be looking out for that could be standouts at the Senior Bowl? Just take me on a journey. Yeah, I mean, from the, from the quarterback you know, concept or aspect, obviously Kenny Pickett comes in as the, you know, I don't want to say consensus number one because I don't know that there is really a consensus number one, but I think when you look at this draft class right now, most people, it's either Kenny Pickett or it's uh, or it's Matt Corral out of Ole Miss, but Corral's not here. Pickett is, so he's the number one kind of guy here in Mobile, Alabama. Some questions about his hand size. I've talked to a few people now who are either in the business, have been around the business for a while, or, or basically people you can trust with that type of information, not a big deal. What is a big deal is can he rip it? Can he put the ball where he's intending to put it? Can he hit his targets where they need to be hit and put his receivers in a good position? And that's what he's going to get an opportunity to show here in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. It is first and foremost, how much velocity can he get on the ball? Where can he place the ball? Can he make all the throws in the route tree? And a little bit. So the Senior Bowl is a unique situation because, one, you get your first full-blown you know, uh, uh, exposure to NFL coaching. But at the same time, you almost can't lose because a lot of, you know, if a wide receiver or say a quarterback doesn't really connect with a wide receiver, a lot of a lot of grace is kind of given with that because you don't know these guys. These aren't your teammates. You haven't practiced with them all season. The timing, yeah. Yeah. You get three days. You know what I mean? So especially on day one, if he's off, if he's off rhythm with a lot of guys, the question isn't necessarily whether or not he hits them. It's can he make the opposite hash outside throw? Can he make the right quarter of the field type of throw? And and that's what the scouts are going to be looking for. And that's what he really has the opportunity to put on display. And then if he goes to the scouting combine, they measure his hand and they say, oh, it's a really small hand. Well, not only does he have his season tape that you can look at, but now he's also got senior bowl tape that you can look at and critiques and, and advice from coaches in the NFL that you can look at to explain why that's not going uh, to be a big deal. And, and again, you always go back to Joe Burrow, who said that he was going to retire and find a new job because his hands were also small. And <laughs> now he's playing the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah what's um, he up to this weekend? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Zappy is is a guy that I know Ryan Tracy from Locked On NFL Draft Podcast uh, is looking forward to seeing out here West Kentucky University uh, quarterback. I'm looking forward to Carson Strong out of Nevada. I think he's got a lot to prove and can kind of put himself into the day one conversation, but I think he still ends up day two when it's all said and done, but not because there's not some interest and intrigue. That's really interesting. With, with Pickett's, I want to dive into the hand size thing a little bit because I've heard some of this and some of the measurements are really small. And I remember back in the day with the Vikings with Dante Culpepper, he had sort of small hands. They would probably pass the thresholds today, but it Mm -hmm. certainly wasn't a strength. And he had a big fumbling issue. And that's what I think of. Like, I I don't think of, can he hold the ball or whatever? He obviously can. Um, But does Kenny Pickett have a fumbling concern that we should maybe look through? 
Yeah. And that's something that, you know, unfortunately you're not going to see that practice because obviously it's, it's just like any other NFL practice. The quarterback's yeah, not like, I want to get at him with a blocking. Yeah. You want to get him with a blocking, but listen, I mean, the coaching staffs are allowed to do, you know, their thing. So there may be an opportunity where you see them run through some of those drills If there are, I can guarantee you every single scout uh, on the field or in the stadium will be looking. And so will pretty much every eye on, on the, in the media circuit. I will be looking at as well. I think something that might be a little bit interesting is there is rain in the forecast Wednesday and Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, Wednesday, it's supposed to be light enough expected that we can still have practice outdoors and the media can still be present Thursday. We are looking for maybe thunderstorms and that's going to be a problem. Obviously if they move indoors, but if there's enough weather out there that the ball gets a little bit slick, it's a little bit wetter. You'll actually be able to get to see some of those transitions from the center, from the shotgun and get to see his release with a wet ball. And again, you have film that you can probably go look back. Uh, I'm sure he's played in the rain at some point in time in his career, but it'll be good for NFL scouts and the coaching staff on the field to get a look at that as well. Yeah, his his rise over that magical pit season where they won the ACC was really, really cool to watch. But outside of the quarterbacks, um, are there any other major standouts? I mean, I, I'm, I'm looking for people who are going to put themselves in the top 15 this weekend, or maybe already are, but then we first kind of get our exposure to them. That's where we can kind of get to know some of those people. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, I don't know about first exposure. If you watch the college football playoffs, and you obviously know about Cincinnati's front seven, but I'm looking at Myers right, Sanders. Yeah, sure. From Cincinnati, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to get a lot of work done. I think he's going to rise up uh, as well. Um, I actually came into this thing excited for Alec Pierce, the the wide receiver out of Cincinnati. I'm not going to lie. I saw him walk by me today, and I kind of measured him against me, smaller than I expected. I knew he wasn't To. You know, he's not a big receiver anyway to begin with, but still smaller than I thought he would be. I'm really interested to see how he does in the one on ones, how he does in the team drills, getting off the line. Uh, combating against against press coverage and using his hands and and getting free and all those things. Uh, and then James Cook, the running back out of Georgia, again, another name that most people probably know, but I think he has something uh, to prove. Jake Ferguson, the tight end out of Wisconsin. So if, if anybody out there, if your team needs a receiving tight end, um, Jake Ferguson is a guy that a lot of people aren't talking about right now, but there is some speculation, some expectation that he might be able to show that basically he was contained and limited by what he was playing with in Wisconsin. And I, I haven't heard a ton outside of the, like the Cincinnati guys about I any mean, like defensive guys on this. And it's it's tough in the senior bowl because it's like a lot of drills. And when especially when it comes to back seven, like one on ones, like D backs are always going to look a little bit worse than they would look on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, but with all that in mind, are there any major people with something that maybe we can learn about them in this senior bowl? Somebody who's who's, you know, can kind of really have an effect on their draft stock on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, so Tariq Castro-Fields is a cornerback out of Penn State, and I've got his name written down here. One, because he's a DMV product. I cover the Washington football team, Locked on Washington. They happen to need some secondary help, maybe in the later part of the middle part of the of the NFL draft. And he's a guy that he's an interesting story because uh, started off his NFL or his football career as a free safety, was eventually moved to cornerback because coaches thought he would have better success there. They were correct. That's where he mainly played in college. But he does have a little bit of that free safety pedigree and wanted to kind of – model his game after the late great Sean Taylor, again, a DMV product. So obviously there's some intrigue there from that aspect. I want to see if they allow him, because there's not a whole lot of pure free safeties on this senior bowl roster. Most of these guys are basically cornerbacks, but somebody's got to play back there. So I'm interested to see if he gets a little bit of burn, being able to play back a little bit as a free safety, show some versatility, the ability to play up close and the ability uh, to track the ball deep. And he's got a little bit of length on him. Also looking for uh, Quay Walker, linebacker out of Georgia, to make some money, but to really go out there and kind of set himself apart and show that he's not just a product of a system, 
that he can stand out on his own. Uh, and Chad Muma is a guy that I honestly don't know a lot about, but when Ryan Tracy got here to mobile, uh, mobile sat down with him. And that's a guy that I know he is looking out for again, one of the hosts of the locked on NFL draft podcast. So, uh, he's a linebacker that Chad is, or that Ryan is really looking forward to seeing. That's very exciting. David, thank you so much for giving me your, uh, your, your mobile takes, um, <laughs> tomorrow on the show, uh, Tony and James will come in and we'll probably start talking about some Super Bowl stuff. So make sure you all tune in for that. Make sure you all check out the Locked On Bets podcast with Q and uh, handicapping expert Lee Sterling to help you get your bets straight. We'll see you all tomorrow on the Locked On NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day.